Hey, landlords, are you ready to level up your rental game and simplify your life? Well, get ready to meet your new best friend, KeyCheck. KeyCheck is your all-in-one solution for stress-free property management with tenant-paid screenings, rent payment processing, online lease creation with eSign, and a suite of incredible landlord tools. You'll wonder how you ever lived without it. No more chasing down checks or sifting through piles of applications. KeyCheck helps you organize and manage all things landlording in a simple and efficient way. So if you're tired of the rental chaos and crave seamless, efficient management, head over to KeyCheck.com and sign up today. Make landlord life a breeze with KeyCheck, the game changer for modern property owners. Welcome to Landlord Diaries, where we talk about midterm rentals and the opportunities behind them. We'll share landlord stories, talk about maximizing investment potential, and discuss how to live the very best landlord life. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Furnished Finder, the place for everything midterm rentals. Remember to like and subscribe if you enjoy our content. Hello, my real estate enthusiasts. This is your host, Kelly Bailey, with a handful of midterm rentals in the Austin, Texas area. And we are so thankful that all of you are listening in. I've got my co-host with us today uh, and every other day, (laughs) Katie Lyon. (laughs) She is our Furnish Finder Marketing Director. Uh, And in today's episode, we travel all the way to Fort Worth, Texas. What did you think about today's episode, Katie? This episode was so cool. Um, Things went a little bit differently this time. The property was built from the ground up. And it was paid off within five years, which both things I think are just so interesting and take a lot of intentional thought and practice. And it was really, really great to hear how our guest put that practice into play and made it all come to reality. Yes. And she also adds a few twists about holistic uh, hosting, how to how to host with a holistic lifestyle. It's pretty cool. So enjoy the episode. Amanda, how are you? I'm good. I'm glad to be here today. Thank you so much for joining us. I think it's going to be such a helpful episode for all of our fellow landlords. And we all have great stories to tell. So let's jump into question one, which is um, you have two rentals. Uh, so why don't you give uh, the audience a breakdown of how your rentals work and just make them feel like they're in your in your home or in your space. All right. Well, we live in a um, 26-ish, 100, I think, square foot house on an acre, um, about the, well, the back half of the acres in flood zone. So for all practical purposes, we are on a very long tract of about a half of an acre. Um, we built a guest house back there in 2019 before everything got crazy expensive. And, um, so we've rented that out for, I guess, what is that? Two, three years. I don't know. can't do the math off the top of my head. Um, and then we have had a, so we have a wing in our house also that we've rented out for, I think, um, four or five years now. So we, um, the way our house is set up, it's, um, All of our living space is on this side of the house. Theirs is over here, and we're separated by 
the kitchen, dining, and living. So there's a very nice separation between our spaces, which has really made it work well. Good. I love that. So um, I did notice that the the hideaway in the oaks is on furnished finder but currently i don't see the wing in your home on furnished finder so where are you marketing um that uh portion of your furnished rentals and how does the marketing work for both well that's a little bit of a um interesting we've done just word of mouth with friends just sharing on my personal page. oh okay um and we've also listed it on craigslist which I know is like, wow, oh. we'll still do that. <laughs> Interestingly, people do still do that. So um, just kind of a hodgepodge of, um, of those few kind of methods with the, the guest house. Most people, we prefer to have stay for a year in our wing and most of the people on Furnish Finder okay. tend to be wanting something shorter term, more for three months. Mm-hmm. Each. Um, although we have found longer term mm-hmm. people on Furnish Finder of um, of late, which has been really great. So our current mm-hmm. guy that just moved in is going to be with us for a year, and he's um, a traveling orthopedic surgeon. So, yeah, very cool. How we've. That's awesome. Um, and I have to give you a shout out. I love the title, uh, Hideaway in the Oaks, but I've actually uh, seen it uh, on Furnish Finder as well. And wow, y'all have done such a great job. It looks like this really beautiful, modern style um, guest house uh, with beautiful furnishings on the inside. You've just done a great job. So keep it up. When you're in Fort Worth, you'll have to come see it in person. Oh yes, that'd be cool. That would be cool. Texas is so big. I don't even know how far Fort Worth is from Austin. It's just in my mind, Texas is just giant, and everyone thinks everything's close, and nothing's actually close. <laughs> it's about two and a half. Okay, so that's not it's that's not bad. No, it's not. In the hideaway in the Oaks, it really is that space. Before we built it, when we moved in eleven years ago, it was just complete um, overgrowth of shrubs and vines. And my husband has really hacked, hacked down to um, where you can now go back there and not get all kinds of things on your clothes. But um, we just love how we were able to still keep so many of the trees. And there's a lot of big trees back there, a lot of little trees that are growing up that'll be big. And um, we've, we kind of have to warn people. It's a little bit of a track (laughs) <laughs> to to get back there we don't have a perfect sidewalk yet so we usually offer the dolly and um so right. for being as in the city as it is people definitely feel um in the country which is fun that we can offer that right it is it's rare yeah so do you share a kitchen and living space with the wing of your house that you rent out then we do. We really, okay. um, we see them coming into our home as becoming kind of part of our family. Um, mm-hmm. We're very, we do set a lot of really clear expectations, which is to protect both parties. But it's very much, um, this is our space, which includes 
the guest in the wing. Um, Some of the, we, I think we're on our fourth now, um, our fourth or fifth runner, but everyone cooks different amounts and different times. So sometimes it feels like one big party in the kitchen. And then other times it's like, (laughs) do you ever eat? (laughs) Because I never see you in the kitchen. (laughs) So now what, now what made you decide to rent out a part of your house? Like how did you come to that decision? Because I know that can be a big step for, especially when you have a family and you have, littler ones of any age. Um, how did you guys, how did you guys come about that decision and what was that like for you? Yeah. And we've been doing it long enough. So our, our kids just to preface are now nine, 12 and 14. And we started when I think summer was five. So it's been about five or so five, seven, nine. Um, so thankfully they were in a sense young enough that it wasn't super weird and they didn't know that most people don't do this. Right. So <laughs> it wasn't too odd of a transition for them, but um, right. our house, uh, it has three, bed- three bathrooms and four bedrooms plus one that could be a bedroom. So it just felt like so much space and we tend to be of the belief of kids that's beneficial for them to together just to learn to share space and work on that selfishness tendency. So mm-hmm. we wanted to do that anyway. And then we just had this space that was basically just sitting there empty in between grandparents coming and visiting. Um, so right. we kind of, I talked to a friend who does um, rentals just with her little space in her house. And it just kind of got me thinking like, that could be easy residual income that's on a space that's just right. sitting there. So we just kind of dabbled in and looked around and um, decided to go for it. We're always kind of looking for random sources of income. <laughs> so, right. If it, I mean, it's smart though, a- especially if you're not using that space, right? Um, I think the only hurdle a lot of people have to get over is sharing that, that common space. But I think you're right, especially yeah. for kids and everyone, it can't teach you that like, you know, you need to have manners even when you're in your own house. And, and there's, there's a lot of life lessons that can come with that too. I know mm-hmm. in my house, our basement, we have an extra guest room that, like you said, only gets used if, if we have an actual like out of town guest and we have a bar that has a full-size fridge. It's got a dishwasher. It's got, I mean, it could be the only thing it's lacking is a, a, a range. Right. But like, yeah, like, man, that, it, it really that is up. just like, <laughs> it really is just like a source of income that's sitting there. It's just that one hurdle. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, that's really, that's really interesting. So who, who have you had as tenants so far in your own in house? The- house has been the first one is um she's a young 30-ish gal who's a missionary in Africa and she was over back in the states just doing her support raising um and in fact she's coming back um in a year and we've just we've kept in contact with all of these guests our roommates um and she's hoping to come back and live with us again um, when she comes stateside next year. So it's just fun to 
keep up those relationships. But anyway, she was one. Um, it was real fun for her to, she did some cooking with Summer, who was at that point like four-ish, five-ish, and made some um, kind of African dishes with them. And and then um, another roommate is from Bulgaria, or is was from Bulgaria. And so it was kind of fun to kind of hear about her growing up years and just being mm-hmm. a different experience than what our kids are used to, what we're used to. Um, and let's see the third one. She actually moved from California to work at where we now go to school, um, at classical charter school that I had never heard of. And she just kept talking about it. And it was kind of during the 2020 summer where we're all reevaluating life. And, um, we ended up going to that school thanks to her sharing about it. So it's just been really like the Lord has blessed us through these people that live with us in so many ways that, you know, we may never know. Um, and we just are so grateful for those mm-hmm. relationships. That's a, that's a great way to put it. And I think you have this experience uh, in such a way that others are nervous about, they, you know, they don't want to take that next step. So uh, for those that are thinking about it, what would be like Katie sounds like Katie's wheels are turning. Uh, what, what would be your advice for someone looking to potentially start renting out portions of their home with kids or just, you know, just them? There's so many. Um, I would say for one, it really, it, um, it depends on your home layout. It may not be a perfect home layout for everybody, depending on, you know, for us, it really worked out because that wing is so separate. They can have that sense mm-hmm. of privacy. Um, and I didn't mention, so there's between their bedroom and bathroom and the living space, there's a hallway and a pocket door just giving a little bit extra privacy for them and a little Mm -hmm. quietness. Um, And then they're on the side of the garage. So they, and they have a door that goes to the garage. So they're able to come and go Hmm. through the garage um, if they don't really want to be seen or see, um, which happens, you know, a lot of our people and we kind of talked about this before, but I, I, try to pick a very specific personality type um, to live with us. Mm. And that personality Mm -hmm. type tends to be on the introverted side. Um, They like kids. That's important, but they do have more of a tendency to want to be alone than partying Mm -hmm. with people. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that works out really well for them to have that quiet entrance when they need that alone time. So looking at the formatting right. of the house is really important. You know, if all bedrooms mm-hmm. and bathrooms are on the same side of the house, I think that'd be weird. I'm not sure I'd do, right. you know, wait, see this person. Um, so that's something. Mm-hmm. So for Katie's, you know, that's a totally separate space. I'd wonder if you have right. an interest in from the basement so they could come and go. Mm-hmm out if they wanted to or and hot plates were great it's good advice so i mean i I feel like it sounds like there's a good balance of logistical things to consider and then also identifying okay what type of person would mesh well with our family you know given the fact that it's going to be unavoidable that they mesh to some degree so 
I think those are some really good things, you know, for people out there to think of because, um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you're right. And I think setting up front, like that we want them to be a part of our family. Like we love to play games and right. we would love you to play the games with us. And we watch family movie nights on Fridays and we would love for you to join us if you want to, you know, they obviously right. sometimes, sometimes they don't. And some roommates have done it more than others. Um, and we, right. we just really cherish those. They kind of become like an aunt. Um, and so setting right. expectations up front that like, we're not just looking for, um, a money income source, right? We're looking for sure. a relationship. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And something Love it. I would say to consider is the husband. Um, if it's a, you know, in our oh. stance, you know, Adam tends to be much more on the introverted side. I tend to be a bit more on the, uh, relational side and he works all day. Obviously I'm here at my at the house mm-hmm. and it's actually really great. It's like, I get both worlds. I get a little of my like college roommate world with my grown up husband family world and having that girl at home to talk to in the middle of the day um, with an understanding of like, okay, we're done. <laughs> Bye. Right. <laughs> so um, it's just mm-hmm. a really nice balance of, um, having that girl relational time with the family life and, and Adam's okay with That's that. Awesome. You know, he's not, really a, he's not super extroverted and he's definitely not a ladies man. Um, and in fact, some of the <laughs> have been like, does he like me? Cause I feel like he doesn't like me. And I'm like, <laughs> oh. it's not you. He just really likes to keep, you know, that boundary just to, right. just to mm-hmm. like that space and be wise. So anyway you have really thought through all of this are you i feel like you're a left brain person are you left brain or right brain i don't know uh i'm analytical <laughs> so does that make me left brain <laughs> i think so yes i think i feel like you're left brain love it but i'm definitely right brain <laughs> more of the ideas. So, okay. Your Furnish Finder Landlord Profile page. It says, and it, great job, by the way. You you have done a phenomenal job making sure, uh, and we're going to touch on this later, but you get your, you know, five-star reviews. Your picture looks great. Your write-up looks great. But one of the things you said that's fun to discuss is uh, that you love uh, reading a good book and playing games with your family. So, for those looking for a new family game, what is your favorite? And then after that, are there any uh, good reads that have impacted uh, your property investment strategy or your hosting Gosh. style? You're putting me on the spot. <laughs> um, my current, yep, I did. <laughs> my current uh, favorite game is Corkle. Have you heard of Corkle? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Today's episode is proudly sponsored by Furnished Finder, the ultimate platform for hassle-free midterm rentals. Whether you're a seasoned landlord or just getting started, Furnished Finder is the place for you. With Furnished Finder, you can say goodbye to booking fees and hello to direct bookings for 30 day plus days. It's a win-win for everyone involved. So if you're ready to experience the joys of midterm renting and take a load off your landlord shoulders, head over to FurnishedFinder.com today. We make it easy to get started. 
we're grateful to Furnished Finder for sponsoring this episode, and we're sure you'll love what they have in store for you. Yes, my my uh, sister-in-law has it, but I don't think I've played it yet. It's um, I really like it. The boys are kind of resisting. So usually it's me <laughs> and Summer and Adam that play together. <laughs> but I really love it. It's just oh. a really quick in and out game. It doesn't take a lot of setup like, you know, Catan or Ticket to Ride that you can just pull the bag out mm-hmm. and play. Um, I will say, though, my boy's current favorite with Adam is um, a game called Bang. Have you heard of Bang? Bang. No, these are fun. We'll have to check yeah. them out, Katie. We will. It comes in like a shaped container, and it's very like Wild West, and it's a card game. Oh, cute. Um, I don't like it because it's way too many like deep. I just, I don't like learning new games. Right. Too many, too many, too many rules. <laughs> too many. <laughs> but those are two fun ones that our family's enjoying right now. Corkle and um, good. Bang. And then a book that has impacted your real estate investment options or just your hosting style. Um, if you have one, if not, then we'll move on. Yeah, you know, I, I'm gonna pull this one out of thin air. I'm not sure it's gonna fit the question, <laughs> but I really love. I'm sure it will. um, uh, The Obstacles the Way by Ryan Holiday, I think is the book. And Mm -hmm. it's all about the Socratic uh, kind of Socrates thinking and thinking of obstacles as opportunities and, Mm -hmm. um, and not just an opportunity, but like the blessing in life wouldn't have happened had this obstacle not occurred and so just in a situation with having um being you know chafing with people you know having that um if someone has a bad experience if they which has happened you know instead of getting real down about it and just thinking man it's over you know and exploding the negativity of it just looking at it as an opportunity like wow what a great opportunity that this occurred, I'm going to really nip it in the bud um, for next time. So it doesn't happen again, or just a chance to work through and develop some of our interpersonal skills of communication and expectation setting. We've really had a lot of um, just really kind of chafing, I guess, especially more so with the, the housemate than um, the people in the back, but even still then, you know, having to have hard conversations and just framing that from an, uh, from a perspective of this is an amazing opportunity, um, to be leaned into and not shied away mm-hmm. from that has really helped kind of. Love so tell us a little bit more about that. Tell us about one time where you had you know, a conflict with a housemate, obviously, like you said, like the people in the back that are in the separate unit, you might have different issues with them. Right. But you're not going to have like, you left your dirty dishes out. Like it's, it's, it's different, but what is, what is an instance that stands out in your mind where, you know, it really was something that maybe did get you guys down at first or caught you off guard and got, gave you a chance to use that um, put that practice in into play because I 
I think that's a that's a lesson for not only landlords and property owners, but everyone who's taking on a new challenge, right? Whether the challenge is finding a new property, buying it, renting it, or anything in life, really, like we're all going to face those times. And I think um, having that perspective can help everyone get through it a lot. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of what I call awkward conversations with our housemates and one of them, and I don't, I do not enjoy them, but I lean into them. Right. Um, and one was, so we haven't touched on this, but we do chemical free living in our house. Um, we've had a lot of health issues in the past. That's kind of put us down that rabbit hole. Uh, and so we've learned through the, the first guinea pig roommates, how to do it. Um, and one of those kind of learning opportunities was um, they were showering one night and usually they tend to keep their pocket door closed, but it was open and they used a shampoo that was just very fragranced and, and we're a fragrance free home. And we can talk more about that, what that looks like, which has been probably one of the most difficult things we've had to figure out. But anyway, her shampoo just made my entire dining room smell very, very fragrant, strong, um, fake, fake, fragrant, strong. And um, my home just, I feel like there's so much out there in the world. Like my home is my sanctuary. It is my safe space. Mm -hmm. um, and so foreign smells just feel, uh, I know it sounds strange, but like an attack. <laughs> it's like, no, this right. is my safe space. I just felt like her shampoo attacked my home and, and it went away and it was fine, but I had to have a conversation. Um, and so, you know, Hey, I noticed. Um, so just leaning into that and we learned through that, that, um, my definition of fragrance free does not necessarily match mm -hmm. other people's definition of fragrance free. And so through that, I've learned right. and I did this new thing with our current lady and it really has been helpful where when they move in, you know, they understand, like, I'm very detailed. You saw the information on my furnish finder listing. Like I set expectations, they know, but it's still like, what do you mean by fragrance free? You know? Right. Um, right. So mm -hmm. They know that coming in. Um, but we really have to know, no. And so I, I go through and smell all of their products and I say, no, yes, no, 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 mm. yes. <laughs> That's about the ratio. Um, <laughs> things are so fragranced, whether it's shampoo, conditioner, hairspray, you know, perfume, body spray. People are just so used to, you know, these sprays from Bath and Body Works or wherever, and they never thought twice about it. Mm -hmm. So it's an opportunity to right. share, you know, kind of right. health concept with them. Um, but it is kind of our products are very personal to us. You know, um, we have such a strong connection to scent. And so that's kind of a challenge. Uh, one, our current lady, she's used the same um, Bath and Body Works smell for probably like 20 years. Like it is oh, wow. a part of her. Aww. And so that was really hard to, to be like, no. Um, so that's something we've learned is just like really being super crazy clear up front to prevent right. the shampoo. 
sense. Um, now, has anyone going... ever taken that the wrong way and like gotten almost offended or have you ever had anything or has, it, has everyone been fairly understanding because you do set those expectations? They've been very understanding. Um, we usually have face to face before we decide yes or no and just to kind of get a feel for them. And that's their chance right. to like ask your questions, clarify. I'm going to clarify. Right. right. You know, people's laundry soap is super personal to them, I've learned. Um, and so, you know, saying you have to use mine uh, is really, right. like, I feel like it's a violation, but at the same time, that's, you know, right. it's what our it home, our rules. Mm-hmm. So, and everybody's been great. Um, I'm just, I'm very grateful that there's people out there <laughs> to say yes. I think this is a great time to circle uh, back to, uh, and we've we've transitioned into the landlord logistics side now, uh, with the meat of what we wanted to discuss today about your holistic health choices. So why don't you tell everyone the story of why you switched to, um, you know, fragrance-free uh, style living, uh, you know, back however many years ago? Uh, Well, let's see. So when Dawson, who's 12, when he was nine months, he had um, his normal doctor's visit and he had the shot um, that just, I don't know what it did in his body, but it triggered something and just put him down kind of a down spiral of um, loss of health. And so he went into basically became a whole different child. Um, It's I can't think about it too much or I'll start crying, but um, I just, all the things that the nutrition was suggesting to help fix it were just perpetuating the problem. And so at one point, uh, I mean, things like his eczema, he'd never really had eczema and it just took over his entire body. And the solution from the pediatrician was a bleach bath. And of course, you know, I did that because that's, you know, what you do. And so at some point though, it's like, okay, wait a minute like what's causing this and what can I do to get it back, get his health back. And so it just sent me down the, Mm -hmm. you know, the Google rabbit hole of things like food affects your health. Like for real, I had no idea. I was just that, um, that disconnected with healthcare, you know, the healthcare of our family. So went down that and learned about chemicals and how they affect, you know, your respiratory system, your hormonal system, your just everything. They really wreck, um, they can really wreck a body. So, and one of Dawson's symptoms he developed was um, respiratory, just asthma. And so Mm -hmm. um, that's when I really became like our home is our sanctuary. Like I can't, I can't restrict what he gets out there, but I can restrict what we do in our home. So it just mm-hmm. started looking in lotions and, you know, food, of course, but lotions and soaps and laundry detergents. And, you know, even like, what do you spray your cutting board with? Because you're going to be eating off of it um, mm-hmm. and ingesting that kind of substance. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, um, that's kind of what sent us down and now, um, my husband jokes that you are not the woman I married. <laughs> I used to love Dr. Pepper and, you know, all the, all the goodies. <laughs> but anyway, so. How has it changed your food choices? I would say ignorance is bliss. The less you can know, the more you can enjoy. 
<laughs> so I really can't enjoy um, fast food restaurants anymore. I just, I know too much about where the, you know, the meat comes from or what's sprayed on the vegetables. And it's really kind of sad. I kind of just long for heaven when we don't have to worry about these things and you can eat <laughs> whatever you want. And it's all good. Good so, perspective. Right. It's really taken kind of the joy out of eating a little bit for me, which is unfortunate, but I'm learning to find alternatives and, and they're really great. Fort Worth is a really um, holistic, friendly city. So there's lots of great options. Good. All right. So I'm going to circle back to uh, the ADU, the additional unit that you have um, on your property. And I am very interested to hear the story of how you guys decided to go down that route, um, how you decided to build, what kind of lined up in your life that said like, okay, let's take on this, right? And then and then, kind of just the story of how you got started, you know, did you find a contractor? Did you, you know, how, how did that all come about from the point of, hey, I have an idea to, okay, this is move-in ready. We've wanted a guest house for a long time. We actually would love to buy land in Oklahoma and have a cabin. So those two dreams kind of intertwine with each other. Um, our family thinks we're a little bit crazy dreamers, but um, we longed for that for a long time. Um, and it just wasn't the right timing with, you know, the paying off of the house, you know, our current house mm-hmm. and all the, all the, have to line up. But at one point, I think it was maybe 2017, we got a wild hair idea to go live in an apartment, like a 2-2 apartment and rent out our house um, to save money for, I don't even, I don't know why, just for the adventure of it. Um, Adam is a police officer. So there's this thing called courtesy officers to where you can live in an apartment and um, for free and they just do off-duty kind of security. Um, so that was an idea of a way to live in a luxury apartment, um, for almost free. And it would have been like a two, two, we did not get picked. And I think it's because the children, (laughs) these um, fancy apartments, some things do not want little munchkins running around their pool. So we got, uh, we did not get picked for three. We tried for three luxury apartments. So, but that kind of planted the idea of like, okay, what's next? And um, Mm -hmm. the money lined up just right at that point. So that would have been 2017, 2018. So we started dreaming in 2018. And it really takes a while to take dreams to reality. You know, like you said, finding a contractor that you trust. Mm -hmm. And I will say that is a big deal. Um, Don't just go with the lowest price because we've had some issues since it was built. And our contractor um, went to bat for us and really fought for us to have the situation righted that was wronged by the the roofing and the air conditioning people. Mm-hmm. And those are his guys. So like, you know, his name's attached to it. And he really went to bat. So it's really important who you choose um, to be your contractor. They're not just, you know, a project manager. They are your advocate right. for any issues. Right. The build's done. So um, we mm-hmm. found him. He. We went to church 
a small group with him from church. And so we knew his integrity um, and I knew his personality. I knew that he is extremely detailed, um, very organized. And from what he told, you know, shared, he really likes to keep things moving very efficiently. And so it was a very rare occasion that, and granted this was before 2020, but it was a very rare occasion that it sat without work being done on it. So it got done right. as quickly as it could have gotten done. And the timeline has kind of gone fuzzy in my head, but um, it was finished, I think like October, 2019. So okay, um, that was it's a really right before point. at all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right before it all. Yeah. So I can't remember some of the other questions you had asked. Um, how it lined uh, that, up. That's, that's, the, that's the gist of it. Um, so mm -hmm. I think, you know, when you guys had this dream and you had this vision in mind, was it that you wanted to create that additional income to pay off your house sooner? Was it that you wanted the additional income, you know, or equity? Like, what was... I mean, the dream was obviously to have a guest house, but like, what was your purpose there? What was your, what was, you know, the engine that's moving the boat? Mm -hmm. I think it's just to have another option for income source. Eventually okay. um, take out a mortgage. So um, we were able right. to put 25 down and then we took a mortgage for 107. Um, our contractor was really great and let us do some things ourselves, which helped save some money. That's nice. Um, but the goal is to pay that off as quickly as possible. And we just paid it off. Right. Um, last month. Oh, nice. So, Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. To get it paid off is, you know, we've just been dumping every right. Uncle Sam check, you know, every extra dollar we could into it, um, along with, right. the, you know, the money, we the, the housemate, but so now it truly um, is just an extra source of revenue for your family. And it's been so great. We just had our um, driveway redone and we have wanted that forever. We found a really great guy to work with with a great price, but we um, redid the old and our driveway is very, very long because we sit far back from the road and we're able to double it basically to where now with all these oh, wow. random people that their property, they all have a space in our driveway. They're no longer on the road, nice. which our neighbors gate. Um, and we're Good. able to, um, we use the money from savings, but we're able to put it back with the money we're getting from the guest house. And so it's just really um, a breath of fresh air to be able to do some of these projects that we've wanted to do. And the, right. the driveway cost, um, 11,000 ish. And so that was, um, actually a really good deal, but that's a big chunk of money that right. we wouldn't have been able to justify had we not had that stream of income from the guest house right. to, mm -hmm. to cover that cost. So we're excited. I mean, eventually, um, I mean, we have other dreams. The next dream is to maybe put a, um, a, tiny home on a trailer back there because technically with the laws the way they are you can do that and it doesn't affect your property taxes but eventually like thinking about our kids when they're older and going to college they could maybe live in the tiny home mm -hmm. or in the guest house and um just as an opportunity for them um to be able to live 
free and kind of have more freedom, but yet save because the cost of living has really increased in Fort Worth in the last few years. And so just having options. My goodness. Right. (laughs) And everywhere. So, and everybody's always going a place to stay. And, and we do, I feel like we give our guest house a, a pretty good price, um, for compared to what you can pay in other surrounding neighborhoods. And I like that it mm-hmm. still blesses us, but we're not, you know, I feel like we're not overpricing so people can yeah. still afford to live. It's still beneficial to someone else too. Yeah. So that's smart uh, to keep that balance. Um, I think this is a great opportunity to transition to the section we call Furnished Finder Favorites. Um, So uh, your landlord profile, you do a great job getting five-star reviews. And when you look through Furnished Finder, that seems to not always be the case. There's a lot of landlords that just don't embrace reviews. And so their properties are great, but they're, you know, if someone's nervous about it being a new property, they, they have nothing to go by because there are zero reviews. So how can you encourage other landlords with your process? How do you take the Furnish Finder marketing and make sure they give you a good review? Well, I try to make sure they have a really great experience and we tell them when they move in, um, we do set the expectations. So there's a little bit of the caveat with they have to use a particular cleaner and, you know, mm-hmm. particular laundry. So there's kind of that aspect to it. So that's a little bit tr- you know, tricky um, of, a, of an obstacle to kind of work through so that they don't feel frustration. And it's all about expectations. Right. Setting. Mm-hmm. But, so you still have um, some so limitations out there, but not to the extreme as inside your house. Is that correct? That's right. We do ask that they not use okay. perfumes because perfumes really and body sprays really can seep into the, the walls and take a while to get out. Um, they have to use either my laundry soap or um, an approved alternative. So, okay. which is not that like, as long as it doesn't stink up my backyard, I'm okay. You know, like, right. Clear right. Cleaners. Right. Um, and then, you know, little things like when the last people moved out, she knew how I am with, you know, chemicals. And so she passed by me, like what she could use to clean the sofa. Um, and I really oh, appreciated good. that. So the point being setting up expectations, I really try to make my, my listing super almost overboard detailed so that they know exactly what to expect when they move in. They know exactly every Mm -hmm. single kitchen item they could possibly, you know, need. I, I have. Right. Um, Right. So from the start setting up with a positive experience and letting them know, like if there is anything, anything that goes wrong, I want you to tell me like, I don't want right. to wait until mm-hmm. you move out to find out. And so it just gives us a chance to correct mistakes, to fix things. You know, we've had an ant problem recently and um, we had it sprayed a couple weeks ago. And I, apparently it takes time for the ants to come out of hiding and, mm-hmm. um, and to die. Mm-hmm. It was an organic, so maybe it was a little less potent than chemicals. But anyway, that was um, something mm-hmm. to communicate to the the guy that just moved in, like, hey, we're battling ants. Should be getting better. We just mm-hmm. had a spray. Please let me know if it continues. Um, 
And then we try to really keep just a relationship with the people. Um, and this is different based on, you know, the guy that moved in, he's a single guy. He's probably not looking to become best friends with us, but just to kind of keep that, that relational connection so that at the very end, I know that they've had a good experience. I have that relationship to where I can be like, Hey, am I taking some time to, to fill out the, um, the review? So relationship covers over a multitude of wrong, you know, ills or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and I do feel a little like I'm inconveniencing them to leave a review. It is an extra step in their busy life. And it's usually right after they've moved out. Mm-hmm. So they're in the transition period mm-hmm. where that's like the last thing they want to do. Um, and so just really having that relationship strong enough, um, knowing that they had a good experience. Mm-hmm. Or if they haven't, we've fixed it, mm-hmm. um, has really helped me be more bold to ask for reviews. And people have been more than happy to Good. Leave. So. Love it. And when you actually ask them to leave the review, do you use the, from the Furnish Finder landlord tools, do you send it from there? Or do you just send the listing and ask them to leave a review from the listing, where do you actually go to send it? I thought there was only one way to do a review. So I type in their email address into the tool and then they, I guess they get an email. I don't know what happens from there. It seems working. Yep. Sounds like you go to your landlord tools and use the steps. That's perfect. So there it is, guys. That's how you get five-star reviews every time. She's the tool. (laughs) <laughs> All right. So talk to us about what your most valued furnish finder or key check feature has been for you so far with renting out the back house. Um, what has given you the most benefit or has been the easiest to use for you? I really love the new tools you guys have added in the last few months. Maybe it was, I don't know when it happened. I just noticed it a few months ago. <laughs> up with uh who's paid deposit had they paid the deposit Mm. how much the deposit was when they moved in right that is for being such a left brain person i have really had a hard time keeping myself organized with all of that and i am really excited about the tool the those tools to keep me um knowing how much because they pay their deposit you know, some of these people are staying for a year. Like I right, have long right. since forgot paid in deposit. And so it's really helpful right. to be able to go back mm-hmm. to that and to remember what the amount was and if they paid it. Good. That's great. Whatever. That's one so, we actually haven't heard yet so far. So that that's actually good to know. Our our goal is so that landlords really do have a, the full gamut of tools that they can use because we know that juggling everything with a being a landlord is not an easy task. <laughs> I really like it. And I like that even though um, I, I do also want to say I love and appreciate that your fee is so amazing. Like it's really fantastic value for what we pay. Um, and we pay that, I guess, what, once a year. And we have once a year. It's been 15, once a year, like move over Airbnb. 
furnished finders coming through. Uh, right? But, um, <laughs> for real. But when, when I hear uh, when I hear the amount of fees on other sites, it's unbelievable sometimes. I mean, even like when we're looking to go on a trip and I'm like, I need something short. So I'll look on, I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh, I can't. I can't. And I've had people, I've had friends who are looking for a place and I, you know, usually they look at your BNP and I'm like, guys, go look on Furnish Finder. There's a lot of mm -hmm. really great places. You're not going to pay the fee. And because the, yep. the host doesn't pay the fee, they're able to, you know, give you a great deal. It really is. Right. I'm excited and hoping that more people find out about you guys. And I'm, I'm doing my part. Well, thank you. We appreciate it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we do. Um, and just for everyone that's listening, the tool that Amanda is referring to is tenant tracking. So if you are looking to really organize uh, your landlord just stays like, when did they move in? When did they move out? Did they pay this deposit? How much was that deposit? Uh, that's tenant tracking. And I will tell you, um, I just had to, we were, uh, we we're thinking about selling one of our properties and uh, is that what, it, well, whatever, I can't remember what the situation was, but I had to go back and figure out when people were moving in and when people were moving out. And I had the hardest time going back and figuring it out. The, the move in was obvious because that's in the lease, but the move out because we offer month to month after their, you know, set time finishes, then the the ending to the lease is not in there. So I figured out uh, that currently I only track that through text messages. Oh. And text messages don't last for that yeah. long. They, I can I can find them up to a year, but past yeah. a year, I was like, where is the details? Oh my gosh! So you sound like it's me. important yeah. to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the tenant tracking is actually a really good uh, tool. Yeah. And uh, when you go to um, update your calendar, uh, Furnish Finder reminds you, hey, do you want to update tenant tracking? Mm -hmm. And it's easy to push no, but I encourage <laughs> you to push yes. And I need to push yes more often. <laughs> so that's good advice, Amanda. Um, let's see. I think the last question I want to ask is from our intro call. I really loved how much you dive into people's personalities and you put together this questionnaire and can you just kind of go over uh, that questionnaire that you put together to help you decide which tenants are a good fit for your family and which aren't. I really loved it. Thank you. Um, and yes, this is definitely much more for the people who live in our house, but um, I've learned a lot about personality, you know, personality colors and Enneagram and, you know, all these things. And it's just a tool to figure out, to understand yourself and understand who you work well with and who you don't work as well with. And I've learned that I'm, um, I, I created the Enneagram is amazing. It's a little complicated for this purpose. So I went with more with the color and personalities have you heard of um, like the four colors is blue, red, um, yellow, and green. And I tend to be um, a green red, which is green is super detail oriented, organized, um, can be a stick in the mud with flexibility. And I've grown a little more in that area, but <laughs> I have my way. I'm not super interested in, you know, branching a whole bunch. And then the red 
is um, kind of the, the fiery, go get it, you know, on the negative side, they're the, the, the ones that uh, could not care who they have to step on to go get their goal. You know, that's obviously there's different levels of healthiness with all of these personalities, but you know, the CEO, the go-getter, that kind of, I tend to be in those colors. And so I've figured out that it's not a good thing for me to live with um, myself Mm. um, because we just, I think it would be not. And in fact, we used to have a rental, um, our first house in the neighborhood, we rented it out for a while for several years and I was in charge uh, of that. And the lady who lived there for a few years she and I, she was similar to me. And boy, we had so many unpleasant interactions. It was very, very stressful. And we didn't even live together. And um, Finally, I was like, Adam, you, the husbands are taking over because we're going to kill each other. So I've learned. Because um, <laughs> y'all were too much alike. Way too much alike, man. Way too much. So... <laughs> Um, the other personality is uh, blue and yellow. So blue is um, stereotypically the outgoing, you know, life of the party, the jokester. They love adventure. They, you know, super flexible because it's an adventure to roll with it um, and tend to be more ex- extroverted. Uh, the yellow is kind of the save the earth kind of you know, who you might imagine would be a hippie, just very go with the flow. They very compassionate, incredible amounts of empathy. Um, very, you know, just that's kind of the stereotype for them. <clears throat> and so I've learned that I need to have guests that tend to be in these categories, the blue, the yellow, um, who kind of more on the, more on the introverted side of the yellow than the blue, but they tend to be, you know, flexible. They tend to be relationships. Like they put relationships over um, goals. And I've grown a lot in this area, but I tend to really value goals, which is something I'm working on. But um, I really need someone strong in that area that they, you know, who cares what laundry detergent I'm going to use because I'm just glad to be here, you know, and, so figuring out, um, being able to identify who they are through the face-to-face that I have, I can kind of generally get an idea um, through that. But then I decided to add it to my uh, application when they apply, just like it's the very cursory, it's free, like they just fill it out so I can get to know them a little bit. And that's one of the questions I ask is um, I've summarized each personality color where they can um, identify which one they identify most with. And sometimes they do all four and I'm like, eh, okay, well, maybe you're very balanced and we'll see how I feel. Right. <laughs> but in general, I tend to navigate towards people who fill out, you know, the, the blue and the yellow personality tendencies. And that's what I've done. And it's worked really well. Um, and I will say though, the, I think the third or the second lady um, tended to be a little bit more on the red side. And she and I um, Mm -hmm. 
that was the the weaker link of the four relationships. Like I feel like we didn't have as much of the friendship kind of um, feeling as the other three. But and she didn't play as many games with us, and she really kind of um, had her own life she was living in and it was fine. It was great, you know, but it was kind of interesting to see how that played out a little bit more versus the other three that we've had are very high on the relational scale. They love kids. They would play games with us a whole bunch and just, um, they didn't mind summer who thinks they live here, for, which is super sweet. <laughs> but, um, Anyway, so that's been a really helpful tool for us to kind of avoid a disaster. I love it so much. And while we're talking, I actually, I cheated. I went ahead and pulled up some tabs. Um, <laughs> and so I'm on Amanda's uh, Furnish Finder profile. So a uh, quick little trick for anyone that if you're listening to these podcasts, and you happen to catch the first name and the last name, you can often get to their landlord profile page just by putting their first name, Amanda mm -hmm. dot Coleman at the end of any Furnish Finder uh, profile page. So let's say I went to my own favorites uh, or my, my own profile page and I would switch Kelly over to Amanda dot Coleman and you can see uh, her page, her listing, and then uh, she has in her listing that questionnaire if you want to see it. And that whole color combo that she is describing uh, is summed up in four questions. So I'm going to leave it at that. If you want to see it, go to her application on her listing. Very cool. Uh, and it's pretty cool. <laughs> so Katie, what would you, anything, last things you'd like to say to wrap it up? I don't think so. It's been so great to talk to you and so interesting. And your property is beautiful. I had time to check out the listing and you guys did such an amazing job. And we just love to hear stories about, um, you know, how people are using their own property, you know, their, the house you live in or an additional unit or even investment properties to, you know, reach these goals and fulfill these dreams. And I think it's, it's so amazing to hear stories, particularly like yours, where, you know, you're not out there buying million dollar properties. You are really doing this from the ground up um, and working as a team with your family. And just to see, to, to hear you talk about going from idea to Okay, how do I make that happen? And then seeing it come to life and you've already paid off the mortgage. Like, I mean, I think if that doesn't make it feel attainable to, you know, Jane and John down the street, like I genuinely don't know what what does. So um, thank you so much for your time and all of your information. It was so great. And mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait for everyone to see your property. And I don't think you'll ever have a problem renting it out ever because it's so <laughs> beautiful. It is. We love it. We'd like to live out there. But we'd have right? <laughs> well, thanks so much, Amanda. See you later. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you.